you literally see, you know, your 65K minus 40 at one point, mm -hmm. minus 40K. And that's yeah. in and it's in a space of like an hour, three hours a day. One day. Did you get sick to your stomach and want to like throw up? Did you not answer your phone the rest of that day because you don't want to see anybody? Talk to us about those emotions that immediately followed. I felt actually empty, you know, numb like that you don't really have a feeling. It was too much to realize that, wow, almost 40K in a day. Wow, how much how, how much I put into savings? I was putting like barely struggling to put like 10K a year. I couldn't process it. And this is when I went to see my friend. And when I made the video, because I was like, okay, I lost a lot of money. At least I gotta share it with my friend, share the gain, say when I'm happy and also when I'm sad. That also helps dealing with, with the loss. You're not just alone. Welcome back, guys, to episode number 58 of Connection is Magic. Thank you so much for coming back and tuning in. This week, we have a very special guest, Mr. Pink. He is based in France. He is a stock market investor who learned about the stock market during the pandemic. They call these COVID investors. He was investing in normal, quote-unquote, companies with solid fundamentals until, that is, the GameStop frenziness took place in which he got swept up and proceeded to invest $35,000 of his account and lose that in a 24-hour period. After he took this massive loss, he went to YouTube and uploaded a very emotional video about how painful his loss was and what he learned in this process. That then spurred a lot of comments, a lot of traction and messages from people all over the world. And it led to him figuring out this new path of being a YouTube content creator, which is what we do on this podcast. That is our hardest adversities and greatest challenges really can birth these entirely new life paths for us that we didn't know were there before this great challenge comes our way. If you haven't yet done so, please join our text community to be alerted of new episodes before they drop and get access to new merchandise discounted. We got some hoodies coming. We got some cool socks coming, some candles coming to set the vibe. You can go sign up for the text community by going to the Instagram page, which is just my name, Samson underscore Shulman. Hit the text button, type in stay connected, all capitals, send, and that will automatically get you signed up. And without further ado, Let's get in the episode. Here we go. Welcome, everybody, to Connection is Magic. I'm your host, Samson Shulman, a former music executive turned podcaster and coach. In a world obsessed with the highlight reel and keeping our difficulties hidden behind the curtain, we end up feeling lonely and isolated, and opportunities for human connection are missed. On this podcast, we dive deep with our guests and get them to share those dreaded, unfiltered pieces. We learn how to make lemonade out of life's lemons and realize adversity isn't sent to break us, but rather shape us into the greatest versions of ourselves. We appreciate you spending some time with us. Now let's begin our journey back home to Connection. Welcome everybody to a very special episode, number 58 of Connection is Magic. I have a very special guest on all the way from France, Mr. Oh, merci Pink. Beaucoup. Merci Hey! <laughs> Merci, merci beaucoup. I don't, I'm sorry to butcher it right off the bat like that. That's fine. That's fine. With the French people, do they want to hear people attempt to speak French before they'll help you? Because I feel like when I was there, it's hard in Paris, man. I felt like uh, uh, oh, tough. you've been you've been Paris, yeah. I've been to Paris, and the and the stereotypes are true about them, not like in Americans. It it's felt true. like, man. Uh, I'm in Paris, so. Uh. 
Do you think that is true for a lot of Parisians, right? It's yeah, kind of true. I, yeah, yeah, it's kind of true. Yeah. <laughs> all right. See, look, we're starting off on the right foot because I'm all about keeping mm. it real, all the way real. So thank you for that. Thank you for telling me Parisians don't like Americans. <laughs> I, I gotta say, what well, it is not my problem. I mean, it's not me, but <laughs> tell me a little bit about, you know, when did you get into investing? Because you're you're a pretty young guy. When did you mm. first get into Thanks. investing? Yeah. First, I got into investing um, in cryptocurrency. That was in 2017, right before the crash. But back then, I didn't have that much money, so I didn't lose anything. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and then I didn't know much about the stock market. And I think it was quite complicated for us in, in France. And right during the COVID, I was like, okay, COVID is going to come. There's going to be the whole the market's going to crash. So I guess it's a good time to buy in. Just simple as that. And uh, that's when I started. So I'm like a COVID investor, as they say. Okay. Can I tell you what's crazy about that? That's me. me as well, bro. That's me as well. I didn't know nothing about the stock market until that. And let me tell you, I'll go first because we're going to get to you this whole interview, but I'll uh -huh. tell you this. I feel like I was trained incorrectly to think like making money in the stock market was the easiest thing ever because I got in at like the very lowest point. Right. Uh, so I had a friend of mine tell me who's been investing for a long yeah. time. He's like, you could have put your money in anything and been successful, like when you got in, it didn't even matter kind of which company. Do you agree? Of course. I yeah. Agree 100%. So, so that trained me to be like, it was easy and it's not that easy. I got to tell you, because I kept on trying to do it and I lost some money trying to move some investments around, oh, after, you know, and I'm like, I'm on the sidelines a little bit right now with my okay. investing. When you first got in, you got into like, quote unquote, more normal stocks, right? Not like GME and AMC and these meme and, stocks, right? Yes and no. Because I first had like, in my mind, first thing I had is, is Tesla because I saw that it went down so bad. So I, I, at that time, I don't know if Tesla was like also one of like these meme stocks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but also it wasn't just Tesla. It was uh, Boeing and yeah, some normal companies, you know, real companies. For the most part, you started out kind of, you know, a sensible investor. Yeah. You shared dollar amounts in your video, right? Mm -hmm. I think you started with 15,000 um, and you worked it up to 80,000. Exactly. That was all done through the Boeings, the Teslas and the Apples, right? So Boeing was just like the first step. Uh, there was like a spike and then I sold. I was kind of conservative, you know, because I started like with a fresh basis and I was like, okay, let's just do the right thing. Mm -hmm. And so I had like these three stocks, uh, Tesla, Square and Microsoft. All very like conservative to me. Microsoft, you know, Square, like pretty conservative. Yeah, yeah. yeah nothing crazy. Um, and then I, at a certain time, when I heard that Tesla was going to be included in the S&P 500, I switched into leverage. Explain so, to the listeners what leverage is. Okay. So what leverage is, so if Tesla goes up 10%, you make 10%. That's the normal Tesla. But leverage Tesla times three, you go up three times. So you will go 30% instead of 10%. But you also go down 30%. Yeah, and you also <laughs> go down 30%. <laughs> but I came in, I did this at the right time. So I had like a big catalyst. And that's awesome. how I went from, from 15K to 80K. It happened like very quickly. Before you made that big move with Tesla leveraged, mm. did you have any like bumps in the road? I did get through through some like 
bumps in the road, but that was right in the beginning when I didn't put a lot of money because I mm. was just kind of testing. Just started with 1,000 and, and I had a few losses with like some bad companies. It doesn't hurt more. as bad when you lose, a, you know, 1,000 or 800. But it did hurt me as it bad. Did. It was my first experience. So when I saw my account was like minus $800, it hurt me a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I was like, okay, these companies are bad. I'm going to switch. Because I was like, at the same time, doing long-term and kind of trying trading too. So So like, yeah, you were doing a mix of conservative and aggressive then. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, what about you? What's crazy is I had regular stock, not leverage, not options. Mm. regular stock in Tilray, brother. And yeah, in Tilray. And and I did it before the Reddit push. So I had like something like eight grand or nine grand in Tilray before uh-huh. the push and the nine grand became uh-huh. 31,000 in three days. And I was like, Whoa, this is crazy. This is kind of funny at that time, bro. I wasn't, I was telling myself, I'm not going to look, I'm just going to sit in it for a while and not look. And I just happened to look. And I noticed mm. I was like, Whoa, it went up 8,000 in one day. Then it went up 10,000 in another day. I'm like, this is crazy. And then on the third day, I'm like, I wonder mm. what's causing this. I didn't know it was Reddit because I was, I told you I was taking a step back. I was like, I was like, did they cure cancer? Like what's going on here, bro? Like what? So like I look and uh, I see that it's Reddit. Yeah. The market's going to close in 20 minutes. And I'm like on the phone with the broker, like you, bro, you got to get me out of the stock. The market's going to close and it's going to, I feel like it's going to drop heavy tomorrow. And I didn't get filled. You know how you got to have an order to get filled? Yeah. Yeah. Get filled, bro. So I hung on to it the following morning. I lost like 13 grand. Like it was horrible. 13,000. Very painful. What's most painful about that is I wanted to get out the, that I was this close to getting out, but couldn't get filled. Ah, I know the feeling. Painful. I know the feeling. I know the feeling. the GameStop story ah. at all. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit tied to it, yeah. So here you are. You made this big move off of Tesla. You're looking really pretty. Everything you're doing seems Everything. like you got perfect. it. It's perfect, right? Perfect. My heart's going to sink right now because I know what's coming. Do you basically see all of the riffraff going on at GameStop and it got you intrigued or what? Well, yeah, because it happened at the time when there was like a correction in the market. I'm checking my account every day, even though I'm not doing any trades because I stopped like kind of doing trades. I, I was just checking. I this became like an addiction. The highest all-time high of my portfolio was 78K. It starts like going a little bit down. And then I saw GameStop was in the green. All my watch list is in the red. GameStop is in the green. Okay, first day, second day, third day, fourth day. And I'm like, green, oh, green, come green, on. the whole four days in a row green? With crazy percentages, like 150, yeah. 150%. In one day, in, in one day. Yeah, it's in crazy. One day. You yeah, see, yeah. while you see your other stocks like minus my- 5%. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You're like, what is going on? So I started researching this. I was like, yeah, it's Reddit. And I would normally not recommend anyone to go on Reddit and buy those meme stocks. <laughs> Facts. Let's put that out there for the people. This is like your PSA warning right now, right? Yeah. Did you find out about GameStop from Wall Street Bets? When did you know that Reddit 
was tied to mm. the GameStop activity? Because like it sounds like you didn't know that at first. I did know about it at first, but I didn't pay attention. It was before the spike. So I, I kind of knew about it, but I didn't know the story behind it. I think it also started popping up on my YouTube channel, on my Yahoo feed. So that's like the thing when you start like NFTs, how do I go to know about them? It's like you see these thumbnails everywhere. of people everywhere. So you, you, you're seeing it on feeds, you're noticing GameStop around, and then you start to get interested, especially because you see it green four days in a row. Exactly. So I start like looking at GameStop, the story, reading articles, what is going on, going to uh, Wall Street bets, and then seeing Elon Musk also tweeting about it. Hey, GameStop. Game, <laughs> right? yeah, GameStop. Yeah. I was like, no, well, this is really out of proportion. And this market correction was still there. So I was kind of frustrated. I'm like, I'm not even taking advantage of that. And this is when the FOMO started kicking in. I was like, GameStop is not just like any meme stock. There was something called the short squeeze. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was like an elaborate strategy that would lead the price to go up. Yeah. I was like, okay, um, yeah, maybe I can take just advantage of that. Make a trade real quick and then leave. To make up for some of the other losses in your portfolio, no, right? Not even for the losses for portfolio. It was just like, maybe I had like 67K at that time or something like this. Something between 60K and 70K. And then I was like, well, every day I see GameStop making almost 100%. I can just do this one day and from and double my money and get out with 100K. <laughs> You didn't think like, let me, I got 65K, let's say, right? You didn't uh, think, let uh, me throw like 10K in there. I mean, you went really big, big. It's like the moment when I started with the leverage, I started with the all-ins before, before GameStop, experimenting with the all-in and it worked. Every single time I did it, it worked. Where did it work all in prior to your going into GameStop? We didn't, we didn't cover that yet. So at a certain moment, I, there was like a big, uh, Tesla was, went a big spike and then I sold. I was mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm good. I'm going to sell and wait maybe for a correction. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was no correction. It just kept, kept going up. And uh, one friend of mine, she invested in Tesla. She was all in. And the gains that she was making were just like crazy, incredible. All in times three. Wow. <laughs> and I sold Tesla and Tesla kept going up. So I felt like I missed. That's FOMO. FOMO. Mm. Yeah, so I was like, I have to catch up. So what can I buy? And then I saw Tesla was went down. There was a correction. I went in again. I go to, to uh, the all time high of my portfolio. This 80K. is how we get to the 80K, right? This is, okay. We're just 15K. Okay. Whoa. That's when I got the bad habit of the all in. Yeah. Because it was working for you. Was, That's the problem. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, it trains the brain to be like, oh, this is, this is easy, right? This is, this is. It's not that easy. Tell the, tell the listeners it's not that easy. It's not. It's, <laughs> oh, I think the amount of frustration and stress that it can put on you, especially during corrections. Wow, it's not it's even worth it thing. almost, right? Like it's almost, it almost is not worth the health uh, hit that the I health, think you yeah. take. Yeah, it's not yeah, worth it's it. It's a brutal place. Really brutal yeah. place. The listeners, uh, many of them haven't seen your video where you, you spoke about your losses in GameStop, right? Uh -huh. And I just want to tell you before you get into that story, how much your video touched me, brother. Your video really hit home for me so heavy. And I just want to acknowledge you and thank you for having oh. the courage mm. to put your story out there. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Sure. It was at a moment where it was just like unbelievable. And I was like, okay. You said um, you quit 
your job to basically become an investor. So now that we put that out there, yeah, please tell us. So you see it going four times, four days green, right? It's Mm, like there. mm, And you're mm. like, man, my all ins have worked in the past, right? Mm -hmm. So perfect timing. Let me jump in. Tell us what happened. I didn't sleep that much. Now I drank a lot of coffee. Mm -hmm. And I think that also kind of hyped me up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like on the, on the phone with my friend. I was like, you know what, let's just, I'm just gonna all in right now, GameStop. Yo, what's up everybody, this is Mr. Pink, and today I'm going to speak to you about my biggest loss, which was GME, GameStop. Yes, you heard it. I'm not even at my place, I'm at my friend's place, because sometimes when you make just like big mistakes like that, you gotta speak to it, you know. It's not good to just keep it to yourself. So I lost, I had put all my savings into GME game stocks. I went all in, YOLO mode. It's painful, it's really painful since currently I'm unemployed. And the reason why I left my job is to invest in the stock market and become financially independent. And I was on the phone. So these these are the decisions that you, you need to do when you... Not like this. You need to be like focused and really, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was just, I think the coffee also did and the lack of sleep. So it was just the the recipe of disaster. Again, your account right now at this point is like mid 60s, roughly. You really took 60 grand or 65, all of it, and just went boom, GameStop. I put at first, I put like 80%. Yep. And then I saw it went down and I was like, I'm going to add more. What, all what I have. The up, yeah, 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 yeah. All what I have. And at a certain moment, I was profitable, but it was just like 3K profits. That wasn't enough for you, right? You wanted it a bigger problem. <laughs> I was like, I'm taking the risk of an all-in with all my money just to get 3K. I was like... Yeah. I was like, that's not... I was like, that's not worth it. <laughs> Greed is an interesting thing, right? Because they say there's two things that run the market. It's either mm-hmm. fear or greed, right? And they're like, which is stronger? Like experts. And they, I think greed is stronger than fear. Yeah, I think so too. It's stronger yeah. than fear. Otherwise, we wouldn't be having people investing in the stock market and if, exactly. if it was driven mainly by fear. Exactly, because people keep people out of it, right? Exactly. It, yeah. yeah. It's an interesting point that you, you just spoke about. Yeah. I've never, I've never really, you never thought about that. Thought about that. <laughs> yeah. That's what we do here on this podcast, man. Love it. So you literally see, you know, you're 65 K mm. profitable three grand, but then you're minus probably something like uh 35, 40, 35, yeah. Even 35, four, even, yeah. even, yeah. They yeah. went down to 40 minus 40 mm. K and that's yeah. in, and it's in a space of like an hour, three hours a day, one day, yeah. exactly by the, by the minute like did you did you not have words for a minute did you get sick to your stomach and want to like throw up did you not answer your phone the rest of that day because you don't want to see anybody talk to us about those emotions that immediately followed i felt actually empty you know numb like that you don't really have a feeling it was the first time it was too much to realize that wow almost 40k in a day wow how much how, how much i put into savings i was putting like barely struggling to put like 10k a year i couldn't process it i think for the first day and this is when i went to see my friend and when i made the video 
because I was like, okay, I lost a lot of money. At least I got to share it with my friend, share the gain, say when I'm happy and also when I'm sad. That also helps dealing with, with the loss. You're not just alone. So I guess. Have you gotten personal messages about you putting that out there and the people that's helped? Because I'll read you one comment that I noticed that said, strong words, my man. It's not often that you hear about the losers in the game. You are a winner for putting this on YouTube and educating others about not going all in on hype stocks. I learned from your mistake, my friend. Hope you'll get back stronger. Yeah. What's it feel like to get a message like that, bro? When I put the video, I wasn't expecting anything. My channel was really small. Nobody knew. I, I just started kind of a channel. Two days after the loss, I started getting the other feeling, depression, like literally becoming depressed. Yeah, like how bad did it get? I mean, did were you thinking like, man, I don't ever want to invest again ever? Or like, you know, how bad did how bad did it did it get? Did you did you think Not I don't want to go on? Like I don't, I don't, I don't like, like my life is over. Like how, yeah, you know, that more, more of like my, my life is over rather than, than just, mm. I don't want to invest again because I knew it wasn't the stock market. It was, it was me. I was blaming myself. Actually. I was like, I did things that I would normally not advise anyone to do yet. I'm doing it. And for the whole year, I've been kind of doing right with these stocks, at least if you own it in Tesla, even if it goes bad after five or 10 years, there's a chance that it could recover. But meme stocks is a different- Completely. <laughs> a different, yeah, it's a different story. Um, so I, I was really blaming myself. I was like, wow, my life was on the verge of, of changing. I even planned to make businesses with that money and a lot of things. Because yeah, because I was like, okay, my goal is, is, is like kind of 100K, so I wasn't far from there. 80 to 100. Do you really think that you would have pulled out at 100, honestly? Or do you think you would have wanted to keep going? Because if it were me, I'm thinking, man, I made this 100K pretty easily. Let me just take it to a million. (laughs) Like, I don't know if you would have got out. I know, I know, (laughs) I know. It's it's really difficult, but... Like we said earlier, we said greed is a powerful thing, man. It's a powerful thing. It's difficult. Even if you say, I would take it. So now I would say, no, what I said to myself is that I would take it. But in reality, I don't know if I would. <laughs> I would put money on you not taking it. I'm just going to say that. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> That's the truth. I got to say the it. Truth. Safe bet right there. So, yes. Yeah, so you work through your depression and like, I don't want to go on. And um, what finally helped you, do you think, you know, recover and, and, and get back to, you know, being happy again? Mm. So, uh, I was actually really surprised at myself because normal, normally like I've been depressed before and this time it was like really fast. <clears throat> it didn't take me as, as long as much to recover. So for like the first two days I was numb and then I started, be- I got depressed for just like three days. You know, things can sort of go sideways on us in life from our plans, right? We have plans and then life life gives us something else than what our plan was. Right. Mm, And I feel like it's so fascinating to me to look at, okay, our life was going on this road and now it's going on this road and what blessings are on this new road. See what I mean? mm. Like this message that I just read from a random person that said, you help them. 
to me, that's like a gift. Now you're getting like maybe some gifts on this new road. Like exactly. we're, we're doing a podcast interview Next. about this. You yeah. don't know who's listening right exactly. now. Who it's exactly. Who touch. Earlier on, you mentioned the messages that I got. And then I went to my YouTube channel and I started seeing the messages and getting a lot of these, a lot of views. And I was like, oh, wow. Like most of the I messages did... were very positive, right? Yeah, most, most of, of them, yeah, yeah, yeah. most of them were yeah. positive. I was like, yeah. I didn't expect it to be this way. Yeah. So I was actually happy to see that other people also actually <laughs> knew what was going on. <laughs> felt that. But the other parts that I liked most is that it gave me actually motivation to start pretty much in a YouTube channel because it was right at the beginning and I wasn't sure I was just kind of messing around. But after that video is when I took my YouTube channel seriously. So this is <laughs> That's what exactly what we do here. It's like in, <laughs> in your darkest days, like something beautiful can emerge, right? It's crazy. Yep, but I yep. feel like the people that prevent that from happening, you know, the only thing is that they stay bitter. I had, I had a whole different career, man. I worked in the music industry and that oh. whole thing exploded. My whole music business career exploded. And I was like sad and depressed, bro, for like five years, literally five years. I was like, I don't know what else I'm going to do. This is all I thought about doing with myself. And then this whole new path, emerge for me, right? I got this podcast and I'm getting my master's in clinical psychology right now. So it's like really all good. that was birthed yeah. that. You see what I mean? You're really good to see this transformation. Hey, <laughs> serious, yeah. right? It's what a, yeah. what a blessing. Money's great. Money's amazing. But like when it comes to actually like uplifting another human being who's going through something, we all feel like, I feel like we're all built with that inside of us. Like the feeling that we get from being able to have like some kind of positive impact in somebody's life that gives us a more powerful and longer lasting feeling than just money. Right. Cause right. think about it, man, when you buy a new car, that's, that's cool and all, but like after three months, like, are you that excited you about that car? Like, no, bro, <laughs> yeah. serious. But like, if you know, you help change somebody's life or help lift them up in a dark place, like that shit, it doesn't go away. Like you'll remember that like in five years and I think it'll still feel good for you. You know, the older I get, the more I realize like what's important and uh, it's cool, man. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure it's also impacted positively the people around you. Like the transformation you said you after going through depression and then starting like all over from scratch, new things. It also kind of inspires and affect people around you yes. into a different path. Yes, yes, yes. They're like, oh, it's possible. Like we get so attached to our vision of, you know, how we think something is supposed to go. Right. And, and the thing is, is it, it doesn't always go like that. So talk to us about this next chapter of your life. Okay. So now how do you look at the market? First of all, let's start there. Like you said, it completely changed. It's funny because before the stock market, my life was going through a path. I discovered the stock market. I make a lot of money. It had another path. And now the third one, I started by accepting that, okay, things did change. So I'm not going to just live that like as if I had all that money. Now I need to find other ways to keep going. And I saw the uh, GameStop video made like over 5,000 views while my channel was just like struggling with 200 views or 100 yeah. views. So let me just keep going through this. This should be the motivation for me to, because I started this channel. I didn't know whether it's going to work or not. And I'm like, I'm seeing something happening right here. And I'm seeing support of people, well, all kinds of comments, but it's engagement. So I am actually doing something 
with this. I made the GameStop video. I saw that it's getting traction and I was like, okay, let me just keep going into this direction now. The moral of the story here is you never know when your path goes a whole new direction, who you're going to help and who you're going to change, whose life you're going to change by your, by your new life path. Yeah. That's pretty cool to think about, right? Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this, man, because you're, you made it back to investing after taking Mm. such a hard loss, right? What could you say to the listeners about if they started a business and it didn't work out? Maybe they're new investors and they're excited about the market and then they had a big crash. What can you tell the people about brushing off your shoulders and starting over again? Very good question. What I would say is that always remind yourself why you got there first, the vision that you had. That's what's going to keep you in there. Actually, it's funny because even the Wall Street Journal, uh, they contacted me and they wanted, a, they wanted an interview with me. That's amazing, like, man. Oh, wow. Did you do it? But in the end, it didn't happen. It didn't happen, man. Yeah. I wasn't happy with some of the terms they came up with. And I was like, okay, that's too much, guys. They've also, which is normal, asked me, about screenshots of the money that I lost. Mm. I did okay. I don't have any problem. I sent them everything. But then they asked for too many details. I was like, is this like a police interrogation or what? (laughs) Did you get to connect with other people who took big losses in GameStop? Were you on message boards with other people that also took big losses in GameStop and get to have conversations or get to because, you know, it, it could, it could kind of make us feel better sometimes when we are able to talk to somebody that understands like what we're going through. Not really. I, no. I think like the only the only thing that I had on Wall Street bets, it was the, the moment one of when I made the first order, I put a screenshot on Wall Street bets. Uh, you can find it there. And I had like 40,000 likes or something and people just messaging me. But that was before the crash. uh, And I couldn't obviously apply to all the messages. Yeah. But no, it was mostly just with friends. If you're brand new to this, which many are right now, right? Mm. COVID investors. I never heard that term COVID investor. Make sure you're, you're learning from somebody about how to invest because investing is a really smart thing. I think it's really a great Mm. thing. I think parking your money in a regular bank account is kind of stupid. Yeah, because it's like zero point zero 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 one percent interest. Yeah, please, for the love of God, don't only invest in meme stocks because that's a collision yep. course, which Mr. <laughs> Pink can tell you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know it's tempting, but uh, yeah, it's not it's the tempting. right way. But we're living in an environment right now in the time of the world, like you said, your friend doesn't like nine to five. There's so many possibilities with the internet and with podcasts and with YouTube and with Instagram. And there's just so many ways if you're entrepreneurial mm. to like really make stuff mm. happen. I feel mm. like it's like the courage that you have to have going into the stock market. You can also channel that same courage to, you know, build a business, be an entrepreneur. Definitely. You know, Merci beaucoup. thank you, yeah, thank you right. for inviting me to your amazing podcast. Appreciate you saying that, man. I really, yeah. I really do. And thank you for choosing us over Wall Street Journal. Thank it you so much again for tuning into today's episode. It really means the world to me. If you heard anything relatable that created new awareness for you, please visit our podcast on iTunes and leave a rating or review. This helps build our audience. Please comment, like, and share this episode out with your family, friends, coworkers, or anyone who you feel would benefit from the messages shared in today's episode. I'm really, really grateful for your help in spreading these messages of hope and wisdom. 
The world is in such great need right now and your support helps carry the message onward to others who need it. Also, please consider becoming a monthly financial contributor to the podcast. You can do so by visiting